Good morning, my sisters. Happy sexy Saturday. <laughs> Happy weekend. I welcome us to this Saturday's episode. My warm greetings to our anchor, Mrs. Mata Pita. Mm-hmm. Very soon she will take over because it's actually uh, a show by God's grace. So. I'm just standing in for now, so she's coming back to pick it up by God's grace. So this morning, it's our first Saturday in the month of June. And as you know that every first Saturday is uh, our monthly fast and we target the priest in my home. It's all about the priest in our homes. So today, um, it's not, we're not going to be talking sex. We're going to be talking about the spiritual um, respect that we should have or that should be in place for our husbands regardless of um, their lifestyle regardless of what they do or do not do so i pray god will help us in jesus name so this morning we want to share on the topic how god sees the priest in your home how god sees the priest in my home okay um it's gonna be brief it's gonna be short I pray God will use it to minister to you and I in Jesus' name. All right, let's start off with um, uh, this wonderful text from Isaiah 55. I want to read from uh, Isaiah 55 from verse 8 to 9. And it's read thus, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Wow. Each time I, I, I read this verse of the Bible, it keeps having different meanings again and again to me. And this morning, the way it's been, it's been coming to me for like some days now. It's, so this month, we want to see from the angle of the priest in our homes. What is God's thought about the priest in our home? How does God see the man in our homes? Does God see him as we see him? The truth is, many marriages are facing challenges right now, and the heat of it is on us women. We talk, we complain, we grumble, and at last, we just put on uh, our cosmetics and posts, uh beautiful smiles on social medias and just pretend that there's no trouble at home but the truth is we come back each night we come back each day to meet the um, peaceful home the unfriendly spouse and all so the reality just goes on and on and it's just like living in hell while you're still on earth so i pray god will help us all in jesus name the truth is there's actually no perfect home but from god's own view how does god see that man that man that gives you so much trouble, that man that drinks, that man that doesn't even go to church, that man that doesn't even know God. You see, some men don't even want to think or talk about, they don't even see God in any for anything. As in, they don't regard God. Some men don't even regard God. And in the eyes of their wives, sometimes we use words like, man, that man is a beast. You don't know my husband. I am telling you, you need to come and live with us for some days to see 
how my husband is. He's not nice. He's not as nice as he is outside. He's a busy. He's, he's an animal. Is this? Is that? We just keep using words, but the truth of the matter is, in most cases, the words, the adjective that we use on them is actually the reflection of the realities in our homes. But my question this morning is: that man that is a beast, that man that seems to be a beast, that seems to be an animal, that seems to be very brutal, that seems to be very wicked, atlas, uh, unempathic, and all. Does God see him that way? How does God see him? What is God's thoughts on that man? Hmm. Mm-hmm. This morning, I want us to withdraw a bit from all the aches and pains of our marriage and try to see and try to imagine how God sees the man in our home. The truth is, how God sees that man in our home is still the way you saw Adam at the beginning. God still sees the man in your home as his express image, his point of contact on earth, and as a matter of fact, um, his very first representative in your home. So if you and I are seeing the pains, the hearts and all, God is saying the man that should come back to him. He's actually saying the man that should represent him. He's saying the man that is sent to you to help. Now, quickly, let's see. Let's see um, what the Bible tells us in uh, in Genesis. Is it Genesis chapter two right now? Genesis the chapter two, yeah, chapter two, verse eighteen. And the Lord God said, "It is not good for the man to be alone." I'll make him an helpmate for him. Other translations put it as it will make him an helper suitable for him. You see, the major purpose we came was because the man was not all made. Even though they create this impression of being the man, being in charge, being in control of everything, but they are not in control of everything. Even God knew that from the beginning. So God is still saying that man that needed a woman to help him. He's still saying that man that needed a woman to, 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 a suitable woman, which I believe by God's grace you should be to your husband. So he's still saying a man that still needs the help of his wife to be right. Honestly speaking, for our husbands that are not, they have not known Christ yet, God is saying the wife that should help not by scolding him or forcing him to you can't make a man do anything as his wife that's the truth but we can influence them we can influence them indirectly persuade them tolerate them until they get to the place of understanding and deciding to change by the help of the holy spirit by themselves we can keep praying about it we can keep asking for grace to bear them the more you know like seriously because the moment the other person irritates you oh my god you just don't even want to smell the body smell you don't even want to smell the face of that person you don't want to see that person's face you don't want that person you don't even want to hear you don't want you don't even want that person to sneeze near you so not to talk of talk of some other things with that person so god is to sing the man that needs your help that's the truth you see when the devil cheated eve in the garden of eden it was actually uh, a very carnal way of stealing god's main purpose for a woman god needed the woman to help his man stand he needed the woman, the female man he created, to help the male man he created to achieve his purpose. He needed the woman to help. 
God's main purpose of creating us was to help them anyways, whether they are standing in faith or wobbling in faith or not even in faith at all. God's plan for your marriage, for my marriage, is that you and I, as the wives, as the women in their lives, would help them to achieve God's purpose. And that was the devil's first target on the woman. That was that was his first cunning uh, cheating on us. Instead of helping the first man to achieve God's purpose, the devil cunningly conned the first woman into helping the first man to forfeit God's purpose and achieve his own purpose. The first woman missed it. But the truth of the matter is, if you and I would have the marriage that God dreamt of from the beginning as in from the very beginning of time then it means that uh, um, the bulk of the work is on us yes we were supposed to be the finishing touch of uh, on our marriages on our homes we were supposed to be the, the, the final touches of joy happiness and uh, we're supposed to be the glue that binds our families together we are supposed to be the force that that, 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 that pulls us back to God, that defends us, as in our role is subdued, and yet very powerful. And that is why um, many strong men have fallen to the tricks of their wives, even not even wives, but even women generally. There's just this, um, this, there's this uh, unresistible power that is in us that even men are so much afraid of it. That's why they try to put on this bone face, this strong face, like, hey, come on, I'm the man here. Yeah. Like somebody's dragging it with them. Nobody's dragging it with them. And we should not even give them the attitude that we are dragging it with them. Because the truth is, we are actually stronger, we are smarter, we are wiser than the world paints us to be. And they are afraid of this strength. Excuse me. They are afraid of this strength. They are afraid of the many possibilities that exist in our beings. So, but we don't have to scare them with all these um, capacities, those, these hidden capacities that God has put into us to achieve his purpose. So this morning, I want to remind us that no matter the state of your home, no matter the state of your marriage, the very best image of God's, the, 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 of God's idea of, uh, of marriage that he had at the beginning, the home, the relationship that God had at the beginning between the man and the woman that he created is still very much achievable. It is possible, and God is not expecting you and I, is not expecting you and I to achieve it by ourselves. That is why there is help for us. There is help for us once we are given our life to Christ. There is help for us in the Holy Spirit. He is there to always help us through. Now, as I round up, let's read um, Genesis 3, verse 8. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amidst the trees of the garden. God wants to always walk through the relationship that he has created between his man and his woman, the male and the female man that he created in his own image. He wants to always walk through our lives. He wants to walk through our relationships. He wants to be, he wants to have a, a, a contact time, a, a contact time 
of meeting with him he wants to throw in and around our homes he wants to be free to come into our homes without being without us hiding so if you you and your husband if my husband and i we don't have to hide from the presence of god then man i have to work yes it means i have a lot of work to do because now remember that the devil could not get adam straight away it was when he got here that he got adam so meaning that for as long as the battle is not won on the side of the wife if the devil can win can't win you and i if the devil cannot win you and i in our marriages definitely it can never win our husbands over let us always remember that so his target is not on the man because if he gets the wife he has gotten the husband so don't let us give up on it no matter how stressful your marriage is no matter how hot it is i advise you this morning to take it all up to god when my marriage gets hot when it gets challenging and i know uh, it's just hard to even talk to a friend i just find a place of solitude and i talk to the holy spirit the truth is when you can't see him with your physical eyes but if you just lock yourself up and just talk he's listening he can hear you and you begin to feel this comfort of his ever-present presence is going to really help you through god is not expecting us to do all this by human strength our power we can't do this it's too much for us but there is grace there is help there is help for us you no know, jesus said when he was going that he was going to send us a helper who was going to help us understand all the things he ever said or thought so holy spirit is the one that is that jesus himself has sent to help you and i achieve god's mandate god's mandate of returning our our marriages to the very first original plan of god for marriage it is achievable and it can start with your marriage it can start with my marriage and uh, with you and i uh, having living out god's dream of uh, marital bliss we can pass that message on to generations coming after us we can spread the love out to the nations around us and at jesus is coming there will be so much more, so much joy and so much happiness to share around even if jesus tarries and you and i grow up to be grandmas and we have so many grandpas around us there'll be so much love to share in our old ages don't you think hmm? enough is enough for broken homes or breaking homes because some homes are breaking right now so i want you to just leave your husband stop struggling stop fighting him fighting him would never do anything so just go back go back to, to your heavenly father who gave you the mandate of helping him you don't know how to help this man so go back to the person that gave you the assignment go back to the manual there's a way to do it don't do it your way you don't forget what our opening uh, text this morning was in Isaiah 55 from verse, uh, verse 8 to verse eight to 9. Yes, let me read it quickly and I'll round up. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither your ways my ways. Don't, don't fix your husband your own ways. Don't go your own way in fixing up that man. You didn't create him. You don't know how he thinks. In fact, from my stories that I hear from my friends and all, men men are different from us the way they think the way they process situations and all they are totally different beings from us but we are all created in the image of god anyway so our god is a god of variety so let us accept that fact and always go back to the manual let us go back to the manufacturer 
for him to tell us ways of how to fix our homes, ways of how to fix our marriages, ways of how to fix our husbands, and fix ourselves first and foremost, honestly, first and foremost, because most of the times we don't see ourselves. We just see the man giving us so much trouble. Well, if God should open our eyes, we'll know that the fixing should actually start from us. So, sisters, I love you, but Jesus loves you more, and have a very wonderful weekend, and have the God's kind of marriage. God bless you. Mwah.